Thursday, guys. Here on Agree to Disagree, I'm Scott, Chris, and Josh. The running, the running joke is all of our mess ups to just kind of hit the ground running. <laughs> I'm going to go on the record as saying I think that's got to be the best one so far, right? That's I mean, pretty it, smooth. It, it, it almost so has. Far. It almost has to be. Let me see if I can't screw it up real fast. Share <laughs> this to my Don't page. Jinx it. Uh, no, I want. I was just joking. Hey, before we get started here on the number one rated. Thursday night bi-weekly sports show on Facebook Live. As always, shout out to our good friends over at Taze River Brewing Company. And, uh, you know, we can't, can't seem to give them enough love uh, over there. And as always, we've mentioned it many times. Uh, go check our good friends uh, over at Taze River out. Um, guys, we had texted briefly. Uh, not that either one of you really paid much attention to my text about what the heck we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, but... It would be silly for me not to start off. Uh, Chris, neither one of us are wearing Purdue gear right mm. now. Uh, Purdue played at 5 o'clock, which I heard part of the reason they moved the game up to 5 o'clock was so we wouldn't be rushed to get on at 9 o'clock for agree to disagree. Very and nice of them. I thought so as well, but it wasn't so nice of Purdue for the second straight game on the road to lead pretty much not the entire game, but lead the majority of the game and, and, and look like the game is in hand and then just – crap the bed there at the very very end and uh chris we've now had a couple of hours to digest uh how are you feeling mentally are you are you tired are you mad are you upset what's going on i'm frustrated just because um but the two things frustrated because it's kind of the same type of loss that we had last time one of like you said we you're leading 80 percent of the game um, you were up, I think, six with maybe two, two minutes to go, something like that. It was very, it was um, very northwestern of us, it, it, right, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> oh, then um, he's not even paying attention. No, he's not. But it's okay. Um, but I understand this is young, a very, very young team. You know, let's let's keep that in mind. But this late in the season, you have to start learning from those losses. And now, granted, we have had a, a lot of close wins. Um, you know, a couple wins at the buzzer, but it seems like this team, they always get there and about that two minute mark, they make you really pay attention because it's going to go either way. We either win it with the last second shot or we're losing it with the last second shot. I know I, I kind of got mad and was blaming the refs on that travel, but there's that's all very, these things that's very that, Purdue of you. That is very Purdue of me, <laughs> but there's all these other things that added up to that. We never should have been in that situation. In my opinion, keep going down low, keep going down low. Williams was hot and and Edie as well he I mean they didn't have an answer for for the for the bigs down low for a while um but yeah you got to guard you can't you you, you know you got to guard at the end uh it just reeked of NCAA tournament like I it was like a preview of what of yeah. what to expect uh here in a month Purdue. A, a, a bank three-pointer to tie it uh and right then I think no sorry to take the lead by one or to was take it the lead by, uh okay. I think they took the lead. I was, I'm blinded by rage. I don't even remember exactly. Hey, hey at, at least you get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. I mean, IU is clawing their way, trying to even get in. Well, and what I mentioned I, when Chris said we were up six, like a minute and a half to play, I said it was very Northwestern of us yeah, to, to, that, to just, to just choke that away. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but uh, I, I was so mad. I know I texted you guys right after the game. I was like, 
this is a preview of the first round of the tournament. You let somebody, you, you have somebody, you, you, you have a couple bad possessions. They have a lucky banked three pointer. And then the next thing, you know, you're out in the first round. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of Purdue excuses I could come up with right now, but at the end of the day, you know, Ivy and Newman have both had a couple of great games and they know showed tonight and, you know, they're freshmen and, the good news is they're not one and done freshmen, right? They're probably maybe three or four year players. So I don't know, but it really took my excitement level for Purdue in the tournament from a seven and eight to about a three uh, after the last two games. So, I mean, the tournament guys, I know we're going to talk about our Wittig here in a few, the tournament really starts on Friday so it's no longer making it to the weekend. It's making it to Sunday or Monday. And uh, my optimism for Purdue really took a hit in their last two games to win that first round. It's going to have to be a good matchup for them. If they, if they play a power five, that's a, that's a 12 or an 11 seed. I, I mean, they're, they're going to be, you know, it's going to be a coin toss. But anyway, I needed to get that off my chest. That's why I'm wearing green. Uh, Tonight, uh, and I just happened to wear this today. Side note: uh, Let's let's recap. I know on the post earlier we mentioned uh, a quick recap. Tampa Tampa Bay Super Bowl, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. home game, thirty-one. The Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. Nope. Three field goals, nine. And uh, a lot of people have had a lot of things to say about the game. Uh, we sent a group text out. I thought the Chiefs were going to win, guys. I underestimated the drop off in play for the chiefs offensive line and, mm. uh, and man alive, Patrick Mahomes had no time at all, but uh, guys, just what are, what are a couple of quick thoughts you had from the game? First of all, the game was boring yeah. and partly, I mean, partly because the chiefs couldn't do anything offensively uh, and uh, Tampa Bay played great quick takeaway from the game for either one of you beyond, beyond the obvious. Um. Mahomes, do you realize that he? Do you know how many yards he ran for behind the line of scrimmage? I, I, I four hundred seventy. Right, yeah. almost. It was. I mean, yeah. He was getting close to five hundred. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just incredible. I think my biggest takeaway from the game would have to be Andy Reid. Now, in the Super Bowl, you get a little bit longer of a halftime because you have to bring in the stage and the people. He had an extra ten minutes, so he had a half hour to figure out this Bulls defense, and he still couldn't do it. I mean. Andy Reid's supposed to be a smart guy, a smart offensive genius, and he couldn't do anything to stop Tampa Bay's front four or even their secondary. The, the fact that he couldn't come up with anything to work for them to get a, a touchdown. Now, I understand Mahomes was running for his life most of the game, and he threw some incredible passes that hit Tyreek Hill oh, once in the face. Yeah. He hit someone else right in the face. and they Travis, Travis, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey hit in the face. And I they should have came down with it. Yeah. But for the fact of them not to score a touchdown, I think that's my biggest takeaway. Just zero touchdowns with an Andy Reid offense. With, with Patrick yeah. Mahomes, right? With, with, Mahomes, with, yeah. with, with the guy, you know, the, the conversation was, will he catch Brady? And now Brady's all of a sudden sitting at seven. And granted, the beauty of football is it's the ultimate team sport. But if you're going to play the quarterback spot, you're going to get a lot of credit and then a lot of blame on the flip side. And you're right, exactly. though. I mean, Mahomes threw some unbelievable passes that hit all pro guys in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. not, not, not. I think not they were surprised it even reached them. I mean, but still, 
it, it's, it's right here. <laughs> it's Tyree Kill's job to yeah. catch that touchdown yeah. in the first quarter. And the thing is, the thing is, the other thing is, if Tyree Kill catches that first one that hit Mahomes is like going sideways, hits him in the face. Mm-hmm. If Hill catches that, it went right over the top of a Tampa Bay defender's hands, hit Tyree Kill in the face. Mm-hmm. If he catches that for a touchdown, it literally could have changed the entire game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree with you, Josh. The front four, and again, the front four for for Tampa Bay played lights out, and they couldn't, they couldn't block anybody. Yeah. But if Hill catches the ball, then who knows? All bets are off. Maybe, maybe, maybe they play a different coverage in the, in the back of, of the defensive backfield. I have no idea. But and, and that timeout right before halftime really confused me. I know, I know, I know you're down in distance, and the analytics probably say call that timeout. But third and two, if it would have been third and nine or something, maybe I call that timeout to try to get the ball back to score. But third and two, you can't, you cannot give Brady another chance. You, you just can't. I I've rooted against this guy for over 25, like, what, 25 years. I mean, he went to Michigan. Yeah. I'm an IU yeah. fan. He's in New England for 20 <laughs> years. Yeah. I, you, I, I, if I know this, how does everyone else find it? You can't give him a second chance. It was I mean, the Packers did it the week or two weeks before where they gave him a little bit of time before halftime and you saw what he did. Um, you know, not to take anything away from, from Tampa Bay's defense because it played lights out phenomenal. Um, and not to, to harp on the front line of Kansas City. I know their their tackle went out, or was it their left tackle? Yeah, it was Eric Fisher. Torres Achilles uh, in the, the AFC Championship. So you have a guy that's been there throughout your whole year. You also have to mix up your, your whole uh, offensive line for the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. Um, that's tough to do. Um, but if you would have told me to make a bet that Tampa – that uh, Kansas City does not score a touchdown, let alone get into the, I mean, not even close. I, I would have taken that, I would have taken that bet. I would have been like, that's free money. They're going to score because they were such a prolific. Yeah. They're such a prolific offense all year long. And it always seemed that even though they would get down, it didn't matter how far down they got. They always came back because that offense was so potent. And give credit to Tampa Bay because they figured it out. I mean, they just rushed, rushed, rushed. They did not have to blitz. They just got pure pressure off of stunts um, from that from that front uh, front line defensive line. Well, the the only thing that I would disagree with is I don't know if Tampa Bay figured it out. Right? There's an element of unfortunate right. circumstances. If if Kansas City has their starting offensive line, Tampa Bay would not have been able to just play fairly basic defense with their athletes that they would have had to have done something else. So I don't know if they figured it out, but either way, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I was, I was, sh- I was shocked really, to be honest with you. Now, uh, one other side note here real fast, uh, as boring as the game was, and I haven't beyond, beyond watching uh, some funny highlights of the chiefs ha- getting hit in the face with the ball by guys who are supposed to be all pros the highlights that were there to be watched were the boat parade afterwards. Uh, Tom, Tom Brady is uh, apparently, you know, he's on his TB12 diet and all he does is eat avocados and do resistance training with his, with his like live in trainer. Uh, he was like three or four truly's deep and he couldn't stand up straight. And uh, yeah. guys, did, did you, did you see the video mm-hmm. of him throwing the Lombardi trophy? It was to, 
Cameron Bray and Gronk sitting side by side. And, you know, those guys were, were, were hitting the, the Bud Lights hard. Uh, <laughs> he threw it. The, yeah. the best part of all of the Super Bowl, not the game, was one of the one of the clips I saw was Tom Brady was like one, two, and his son yells, Dad, no. And then he throws the, the bar. <laughs> I expected today to go online and see that it was a replica. You know, I just figured for like these types of shenanigans, if you're on a fire truck or on a $2 million boat, I just assumed you've got some sort of replica just in case. It turns out you don't. It turns out it's... Who really cares if he dropped it? He's got six more back at home. What's it with a seventh or an eighth? Who cares? Didn't Gronk try to butt or hit... uh, they took the Lombardi trophy when they were back at the Patriots to a Red Sox, either opener or, or practice or something. And I believe he tried to bunt or hit the ball with the trophy. Oh, and it got a, a dent. dent in it. Yeah. There's a, a dent real in it, right? dent. There's a That's real thought, dent yeah. in one of the new England yeah. in one of, in one of the new England uh, trophies. Uh, now, granted, had they dropped it and it gone in the water? Uh, oh, they, they weren't out in Tampa Bay. They were in a, like where the river comes out to a smaller bay. So they I'm were on a college campus. Oh, were they really? It was part of the college campus. I saw a college girl's, uh, she took a couple of videos. And she's like, this is my college right now. Man alive. Well, they would have got a, they would have got a dive team out there and they would have scooped it up oh, after, they after yeah. the parade was over. No real big deal. Hey, uh, we're going to talk more NFL here in a little bit. Everybody likes to do these. I think they're a little annoying, but I'm going to ask the question regardless. Uh, <laughs> Word vomit. First, first two teams to, to come to mind. Uh, what's your way, way, way unofficial, too early Super Bowl prediction for next year? Oh, I love these. He hates them, and you love them. All right, Chris, I'll uh, let you go first. Chris, you have to pick an AFC team. And uh, yeah, an AFC. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. I'm, I, can they three three peat a Super Bowl, not win? But can they get to the Super Bowl third time? I think with those pieces and Mahomes, yes, they can get there. Um, and for my NFC pick, oh man, uh, you, you know the pack, the Packers. Depending on if the if Rogers is still there, which I think he will be, uh, I think the the Packers. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna go Bills Mafia. All right. I, think they only need a, I think they only need a couple more pieces. And, you know, I, I saw Ryan Clark have his top five on get up and he didn't have Buffalo in the top five. I'm not sure why, but I'm going to go Buffalo and I'm going to go the Rams. I, I, I think it's a, a sneaky pick because they finally have a quarterback. Now, allegedly, he's not, allegedly. He, he's, he's a quarterback. He's better than golf. <laughs> you've got, you've got two thumbs. How's that sound? Two thumbs. And he can throw the ball. And I mean, they have the best defense in the in the, in the NFL. So why not? They only, they only have to do it one time, and it worked. And that trade worked out for them. So give me the Rams and Bills. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl for three years in a row. And I don't think that pick is going to change as we have our official picks this upcoming fall. Um, all the big pieces are supposed to be back in Kansas city. They went 14 and two. There's no reason to think that Mahomes and everybody's going to take a step backwards. And as the only person on agree to disagree before the season started to True. take, to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the super bowl. Uh, I'm going to actually take Tampa Bay next year to go back as well. 
And here's why. Uh, the major pieces are all going to still be in play. They had no preseason, no off season, and they didn't start clicking until about two months into the season. And now all of the viral videos, I, I know it's the NFL and money matters, but you're going to see the likes of people uh, that are maybe two years left in the league who have never been on a winner that are free agents, maybe take a little bit less than market value to go down to Tampa to be a part of that. Uh, and the first person who's already spoke out, Adrian Peterson, already is talking about wanting to go play in Tampa Bay. Now, I know he's old, right? But people, but again, he's a Hall of Famer and he's got nothing left to prove. He can go to Tampa Bay and get 10 carries a game until the playoffs when they need him. Uh, there's going to be other pieces in place. Probably the best offensive lineman was Tristan Wirfs for Tampa Bay, and he was a rookie. Right. So yeah. uh, I, uh, Bruce Arians already told Godwin he's not going anywhere, and Scotty Miller threw his phone in the water. So he's going to have to resign because <laughs> nobody can call him I, out. I, 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 love the, I, love the Arian, I love the fact that Arians was sticking up for his guys, but remember, he doesn't make the decisions there. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, I, I know. And I, don't, I don't, honestly don't know their cap space, anything like no, that. I, but I don't either. But I think in order for a lot of those players to come back, they're going to have to re rework Brady's deal and sign him to a third year, which I'm sure Brady would, wouldn't mind doing anyway. So it, right. it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays. I, I, I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFC, but yeah. it's been, I mean, they can get to come back. That's the reason why I didn't pick them. Oh, I'm, I'm going to run it again with yeah. them. I'm going to strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> now, uh, we'll, we'll, let's talk some more NFL in a few minutes, but I don't want to save NCAA basketball all the way to the end. Uh Obviously, we are we are fastly approaching conference tournament time. And uh, those of you who follow us on Twitter and check it out. Wittick, Josh, remind everybody what Wittick stands for. Who I think is good. So you can make up your own rules. And the only the only rule is the letter is the first. What is it? The, the only the only rule is the first I. It is I. Who I <laughs> there are no rules. Uh, <laughs> And guys, two weeks ago, uh, I had Baylor at number one, and they are now on a pause. So let's do this, though. Let's run through, and let's go four. We'll do all three of our fours, and then we're going to bump it up. If you want to see our top eight, you got to get on Twitter. You got to get on Facebook and check us out tomorrow afternoon when the official top eight Wittick is ready to be released. But, uh, Chris, who do you got at number four for this week's Wittick? No, I can't remember who I had last week at four, but I got Ohio State this year and or this year, <laughs> this week. Um, and I thought about moving them up a little bit more, uh, but Ohio State's been playing great. Um, they're they're one of the hottest teams right now in the country. Um, so, yeah, Ohio State number four. Josh, what about you? Uh, I agree. I agree with, with Chris. I had Ohio State seven last week and I did move them up to four. I will make one quick note to remind people that in my winning, if you are on pause, you're allowed to be in my top eight. You are not allowed to be in my top four because I can't see what you're doing right now. And so my, mine's, my winning is very fluid. So you can move from one to nine like that. So I will not, you will not see Michigan or Baylor on my winning. So I'll just get that out of the way. Uh, I think both of those teams are very good and should be in the top yeah. four. Uh, I will bounce you out of my top eight or my top four in a hurry if you lose. And I, I am not the pollsters. I'm not going to drop you two spot. I'm going to get you the hell out of the way. 
Uh, guys, I was the first one on the Ohio State top four in the Wittig. I'm glad you guys finally saw the light. I've yeah, kept thank, you, thank you for guiding me that way. You're welcome. I had him at four last week, and I'm going to keep Ohio oh, I State. Okay. I'm going to keep Ohio State at four this week. And uh, really, the bottom line is, as long as Ohio State can avoid the Purdue University, they really should just keep on winning because that seems to be the only team uh, who knows knows what they've got going on. So since their last loss to Purdue, they are on a tear, and uh, they're going to hold steady at number four for me. Uh, Chris, what about number three? Where are you going there? So I last week I, I took I took the whole thing of if you're not playing you're not even in my wedding and I took that out this week. Uh, <laughs> it's who thinks Michigan. Is good. You change it, your own I rules. Still think, I, so after I mean after seeing some people lose uh, you know last couple of weeks, I still think if Michigan was playing, I still think they would win. I know uh, a big matchup with Illinois would have occurred either later this week or early next week, but it's postponed obviously because they're still out. But I still think Michigan is still better than half the teams um, that are ranked. I mean, they're just super, super athletic and a fun matchup would still be them in Illinois or them in Ohio State in which I think they would still uh, they would they would be Ohio State in my opinion. Now here's the scary thing. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. We'll do all three of threes. Uh, you can't have Michigan and yours at all, right? I, I, I could, but I choose not to. I had right. uh, I did have my I had Nova moving up from four to three this week. I finally got to watch them after the St. John's loss uh, about ten days ago. So I, I did watch them. I think I mean Jay Wright is just a phenomenal coach and he knows how to coach up his team. So I mean I, I think Nova probably when the the teams on pause come back will drop a little bit but for now they're one of my top four teams uh i'm gonna i'm i'm leaving michigan at number three and i consider them back because they play on sunday uh but again my wittick you don't have to play to be in my top four uh especially when nova lost to st john's i threw them almost out of the top eight so uh, the thing is, though, we are going to get to see Michigan on – well, maybe not see, but they're going to be on TV against Wisconsin on Valentine's Day this Sunday. So there will be a, a result. It's at Wisconsin, and uh, mm -hmm. at Wisconsin with fans is an impossible place to play. At Wisconsin in general is not easy because Wisconsin's pretty good. So uh, really we're going to see if there's any rust with Michigan at all when it comes – to this Sunday and yeah, games at one o'clock. So I uh, might be able to check out a little bit of that as well. So I'm leaving them. I'm leaving them Pat at number three, number two for your wit. Chris, you're distracted, but it's your turn. <laughs> I'm going to go with Baylor still. Uh, I know they're, they're on pause or just recently went on pause. Um, I think that's correct. Right. They just yeah, recently so. went on pause. Uh, but again, they, they, I still think they're, there's no song. It's just, it's just the guys. Okay, you can hear Baylor. <laughs> I have a, I have another Big Ten team as my number two, and I went with Illinois. Okay, they, they are they are playing well right now. Brad Underwood's got them focused. Kofi Coburn has become a absolute beast down low. Had eight dunks the other night in their last game, and Iota Somo can just take over a game. And uh, I think they're both going to be draft pick or first round draft picks next year. So I have gone with Illinois as my number two. Uh, yeah, Illinois just beat Wisconsin by 15 and had that yeah. overtime win at IU. 
uh, right before they beat Iowa. So they, they are they are trending in the right direction after a couple of losses uh, about a month ago. Uh, but my number two stays the same. It's Gonzaga. And I won't ever put them number one until they are defending national champion. Uh, Gonzaga had a, a, a half of a hiccup. Was it against Pacific, Josh? Uh, the first half, yeah. Yeah, yeah a, half, a half of a hiccup. If you hiccup against Pacific, what are you going to do when you play somebody who's been going up against a superior schedule all year? When you get punched in the face by Michigan, when you get punched in the face by somebody else, what are you going to do? Now, again, Gonzaga's schedule uh, preseason is, is always fantastic. But then they get, I think, a little bit of lull to sleep when they go, go play the teams. And again, I know it's their conference for right now. And I don't know how you change that because they don't have a football equivalent to even try to parlay themselves into something else. But, hey, it's who I think is good. And we all know I'm petty and haters going to hate. Uh, <laughs> they should feel fortunate to be in my number two spot. And that's where they will stay until they lose on uh, maybe the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Uh, so number one, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are both on the Gonzaga Bulldogs, uh, regardless of the voice of reason that I'm trying to preach to you. But Chris, I'll let you make it official. Uh, Gonzaga number one, uh, you know, they haven't lost yet. And, and I've been that way even when we made uh, NFL picks earlier this year. You know, I, I kept putting the Steelers up there until they lost. And when they lost, they kind of fell rock bottom for me. Same thing with Gonzaga. And I know you were all over the Steelers Chris. saying they're not number one. They're not number one. They're not that good. It's a falsity. And uh, you're saying the same thing with Gonzaga. But until they lose, Gonzaga's number one for me. I actually I actually allowed Baylor to overtake Gonzaga last week in my winning because they had because they had the better win of that week. But Baylor's on pause. I don't know how good they are right now. I don't know how they're going to play when they come out of their rust. They could come out and lose two or three games because I'm, I'm sure they're going to reschedule that Oklahoma game. That's probably the game of the year in the Big 12. So, yes, I do have Gonzaga because they're the only team that's playing that's undefeated right now. So I will put them at number one. Nice. Uh, it should also be pointed out Gonzaga with a very impressive 11-point win over the Cougars of BYU, despite Matt Harms being in foul trouble and playing very limited minutes. They were able, they were able to overcome that matchup against BYU by 11. I, I feel like Gonzaga plays BYU like twice a week. Every time I turn it on, BYU is – I feel like they're playing Gonzaga. Go get mommy. Yes, and so it's tough because Baylor's last game was an 83-69 to win at Texas, uh, and it was all of, what, 10 days ago. Not even 10 days ago. What day is today? Nine days ago. 11. Nine days ago, Baylor at Texas by 14. No, sorry. I, I, I Yeah, I, I did that right. By 14. I uh, promise or, no math. I know. Or, or, <laughs> Gonzaga, or Gonzaga by 11 at BYU. Baylor – like Baylor's a, not even you. on an official two-week break, I don't believe. And again, it doesn't matter. They're the best team in the nation. Not only that, they, they play in a pretty good conference in the Big 12. And despite the fact that Gonzaga plays, uh, who knows who? I know they play BYU five or six times every other day. They play St. Mary's. They play, I believe they play San Francisco and Santa Clara. 
and uh, maybe, WCC or something maybe, like that. Maybe maybe Portland if they have time. And Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Pepperdine and Pacific. Uh, despite all of those powerhouses that Gonzaga plays, Baylor's margin of victory is still higher than Gonzaga's as well. Guys, Baylor's the best team in the nation. It's not close. Uh, Baylor will stay at my number one. Uh, even if they lose an away game some point, they might not go in and beat on the regular season, but right now they look, well, they look unbeatable because they're not playing, but they're, they're, going, they're going to uh, continue to stay in my number one spot. And then if they lose, I'm going to have to figure out who else gets to jump over Gonzaga. They'll <laughs> <laughs> um, be Michigan as soon as they come back. You'll just I like it. I like, it. I like them. it. They better play well on Sunday. That's for sure. Uh, so anyway, the, to round out the top eight for Wittick, you got to check us out online tomorrow afternoonish. Uh, we'll put out our our official our official who we or who I think is goods uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon, you'll get our top eight. And uh, Josh, I don't know if you have it off the top of your head. You've got usually our, our countdown to Selection Sunday. I know we're close. I don't know if you have an exact number. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I, no, I believe it's thirty-four days. Okay, so right we're just there. we're just almost we're a month away. Just, just over a month uh, mm-hmm. before Selection Sunday, uh, and then uh, again, the, the 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 fun thing for us is the playing games are all going to be on Thursday. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Instead of having them on two days. That's correct. I believe they're tipping Perfect. off like at four, four, six, eight, and ten. So like, it's going to be a little different because. As soon as the game is over, they're going to take a 90-minute break to clean both the locker rooms, and then that second game will will start with the gotcha. two games, two games in Mackey, and then two games at a, I believe Assembly Hall has a, they have the first four games, I believe. That yeah. sounds right. That sounds right. So awesome, guys. Uh, let's spend the second half of tonight jumping back to the NFL. It dominates the news. It dominates a lot of people's interests. And two weeks ago, Josh, you said that to tune in tonight because you were going to essentially be a fortune teller and tell us who goes where. And before we even get into it, I will say this before the Matthew Stafford trade to the Rams, Josh, I don't remember if you said it on here two weeks ago, but you told me that that's where he was going to go. And so ever since you said that, I was like, ah, no way. And you're like, just wait (laughs) Stafford to the Rams. I was like, okay, I'm sold. We're going to spend some time. I've got a list of guys, and I want you – we'll all give our, our, our thoughts. Ooh, but like I, want, I, want Josh, I want Josh to go last because otherwise he will influence what I have to say <laughs> <laughs> on, on the quarterback carousel. So you called it Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Now, how good is Matthew Stafford? You and I are disagreed on a little bit, but that's, that's for – when it gets closer to the regular season right now, I want you to just rub the crystal ball and I want you to answer, answer these next couple of questions for us. And as we all, we've mentioned before, obviously the Colts and the jets, our favorite teams are going to be somehow, at least if not in the mix, in the conversation of what's going on. Uh, Oh, wait, hold on. Before we move on, Nick had a question. I want to make sure I didn't miss it. Uh, Let it, what'd he say? Uh, oh, he says we, he's referring to Illinois. We're going to backtrack just a second. I ignore that. Have conference tournament coming up with March Madness the following week. Uh, is it better to lay up in the conference tournament and be well-rested and injury-free or 
to win your conference tournament. Uh, let's answer Nick's question before we move all the way on. I, I think it, I think it's not a simple, easy question, especially yeah. with the issue with COVID. And I really like to really dive into it maybe in two weeks when we're right there mm -hmm. because I have a huge question I want to ask you guys about opting out of conference tournaments and how that mm -hmm. would impact selection committee, how that would oh. impact the team. But to for a quick answer for Nick, I'm not so sure as laying up would be the, the, the smart thing, I think, to get in a groove. And you're already there in Indy yeah. with the Big Ten moving. And I think that once you're locked into that, that bubble or controlled environment that Indy is using, just play your way through. I don't think that there's going to be a big issue. And I also don't know if Illinois had a problem with COVID because, like, we, we, like we all know Purdue had their, their run. Mm -hmm. They don't have to worry about it the rest of the year if you really think about it. Right. Right. Michigan, on the other hand, do you know how many positive cases they've had on their team? No idea. Zero. Zero. They've had zero positive cases, mm -hmm. and they haven't played in weeks. Yeah. So they still have to worry about it. Michigan State and Wisconsin had a game the other day, and uh, Joey Hauser left the game at halftime because he wasn't feeling good. So everyone's freaking out. But guess what? Michigan State and Wisconsin have already had their COVID issue. Okay. So who, let them play. They're, they're not, you're not going to get it again. So I, I guess it really depends – on what what your situation really is in your basketball, so like I don't know how many IU players have had it. They keep that pretty close to the vest until it's, you know, until it's time to unless mm -hmm. until it's announced. Like Purdue announced, hey, the reason we're playing is because we've all had it. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're right too. I, I I don't think this is quite an easy question to to answer, but I would say right now, uh, if I I don't know if this was directed as just Illinois or just in general, I would say take it in general, any, any in general. team that any team that win, lose or draw is going to get uh, if not an automatic, they're right. going to get an at large. Right. So if Illinois mm -hmm. loses to Penn state in the big 10 tournament, there's, they might drop one seed line. We're talking about people that we all know are going to be out. So, large. yeah. So for, for some teams uh, and it could be like one of those where uh, a number one seeds on the line, you know, for some of those like Ohio State, let's say Ohio State potentially does really well. They they win that they went out and they win the Big Ten tournament. They potentially are a number one seed. I mean, their resumes and things like that. It's going to be some of those teams that are going to fight for that number one seed, uh, that one two line. Um, so I think that's one thing. But two, I think just the the whole thing is when a team gets hot. We've seen it all before. We've seen a team get hot in a conference tournament, and that carries over into the NCAA tournament. Now, sometimes that doesn't always factor, but most of the times the teams that that get hot stay hot. So to me, if I'm playing, I want my kids, I want them playing. I don't want them to sit out another week or so. I want them playing. Like Josh said, you're already there in the bubble. You're not going anywhere. You might as well play. Otherwise, right now, those kids that are there – they're there and they're not playing. So they're mentally not, they're physically there, but mentally they're not going to be focused as they would be if they were continuing to play. Yeah. yeah. If you, once you enter the big 10 tournament, if you make a final four run, you're at that same hotel for 28 straight days. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's these tough. Are, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And these, uh, these are 18 year old kids, adults. Well, you're only talking about, the very, very few of them, a lot of them are 21 and 22 as well. Uh, yeah. The bottom line is this, to quote the great philosopher, Herman Edwards, you play 
to win the game. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a a power five definitely going to get a an invite saying, "Hey guys, we're going to play you twelve minutes tonight," or saying, "I mean." Uh, Doug Peterson did that for the Eagles essentially, and everybody ran his ass out of town. I'm not saying that would happen to a, a college coach because they're much more like a dictator, but you play to win the game. Nobody's going to sit out, do, do two things that you cannot predict. And if you're worried about those things, you're not worried about the game. So it don't matter. You're not going to make a run in the tournament anyway. And I think also, you know, we all love March Madness, even though the best team doesn't always win the national championship, right? Because in basketball, once you've got a couple of good teams, you could get snake bit any any given night, right? Help give up a jacked, awful, banked three pointer, uh, you know, and you end up losing the game. I mean, so I still think that even though you know everybody re- usually remembers who wins the tournament. I think if you're Illinois or Purdue or IU or Texas or Oklahoma, I still think your one of your season goals is to win your conference tournament. You know, and that's something that the kids, young adults, they get, I believe they get, they get something for the, like a ring or something. They get something for winning that conference tournament. So I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to bat an eye and, and maybe try to tank or throw a game in their conference tournament uh, for those reasons. Um, but yeah, Nick, now feel free to, to bet accordingly and wait until it gets a little bit closer to the seedings for these conference tournaments. And we'll tell you all of the things and just do the exact opposite of what we say. <laughs> that was a great question, though. Yeah. Now, Josh, Josh, I hope the crystal ball didn't cool off. It's, it, it, it's, it's good. It was heating okay. up. It was warming right, up. Uh, so we're going to, Chris, I'm going to throw out a name and yeah. you and I are going to say where we think they're going to go. And gotcha. then... And then Josh is going to tell us where they go. <laughs> I like and it. I like so, it. So uh, we're going to, he already did the Stafford. Mm-hmm. This is, again, I, I'm going to wing some of these. I'm going to use the flip side of that because there's been some back and forth. Chris, we're going to start with a, not a sexy one, Jared Goff. Where do you think he plays next year? I think Goff stays in, he'll play in Detroit. Um you know, they, whether or not they draft a QB this year, I don't know. But um, right now, he's their their best prospect of winning games right now compared to a rookie QB. So, I yeah, also stay, stays. I also I also think golf stays with the Lions. I know that part of the part of the deal was essentially to get his contract out from the Rams so they could have Stafford. Um but, but I mean, what he's getting ready to play in his, his fifth season is coming up. Is that right? He's still relatively young. Statistically, for a four-year guy, his numbers aren't terrible. The Lions are going to be terrible, but I think he plays for the Lions for no other reason than they took on that contract to get the future first-round picks. Ain't nobody trying to trade for him. Josh, are we right? Uh, yeah, he's not only going to start this year. He'll start next year as well. He'll start two years in Detroit. Write it down. Then they can cut him for zero on the cap and no and no hit. So I think he'll make twenty five. Oh, okay. It's 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 a huge contract, but it's not it that is. bad because St. Louis, uh, Louis, the Rams had to cover part of that. So I think so I think it's twenty five million next year, and then the and then the second year they can cut him for zero on the cap. So it, it it's Detroit. 
uh, and we're going to kind of, I think we're going to go in this, we're not going to go in reverse. I think we're going to try to go kind of sexiest to least sexy here. Uh, I think this, we're, we're, I think this one's going to go quick, but there's been a couple of rumors out there. So I want to throw his name out there as well, Chris. Dak Prescott, this upcoming season starts for who? Dallas Cowboys. They got to be dumb to not resign him tomorrow. I mean, he, the, you don't franchise tag him again. You need to sign him because he's your best bet right now, unless they can pull off some amazing trade and trade with a different Texas team. Uh, wait, uh, here's the thing. Dak doesn't have to agree to a contract. I think no, if they franchise he him, he gets like 37 million. And then I Correct. think he could do the Kirk Cousins route. I'm not sure. Uh, I saw that there was a hype video and they left him mm -hmm. out of it, which Thank is you. that's, that's even petty he, for me. He, he was and trending on Twitter video. earlier this evening. Uh, but I think they franchise him again. I don't think he's going to, I mean, for 37 million, why would, why would you re-sign yeah. a, a four-year deal where you average 31? You could sign for 37 and then you could go somewhere else next year and still get the huge payday. But I do think Dak stays with the Cowboys. Josh, what does the crystal ball say? Uh, the crystal ball says he stays in Dallas one more year and they, they're not going to be able to franchise tag him next year because the absolute number would blow Jerry Mines. Jerry uh, Jones's brain right out of his head. <laughs> so he would have to walk after next year. So one more year in Dallas. Okay. The crystal ball is giving us two years uh, of advance notice. I love it. Uh, only for a couple of them. We'll see. Okay. 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 Uh, all right. Now, now getting into the ones where there might be some movement. I think well, again, golf and Dak, those, those were the easy ones, Chris. Deshaun Watson. This is a fun one. Um, this one, I I don't totally know, but I'm going to say he goes to uh, 49ers. Whoa! Just got a feeling? I, Yeah. Just going to throw that out there. Just, you know, swap him and Jimmy G. That's not a trade. You can't swap a 25-year-old 20, superstar for a guy who's had one well, I mean, season in his there, entire there, career. There may be other players, obviously, involved in the trade to make it work out, but I think... Like George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, uh, I mean, they're everybody. Banned. And, and, and whichever both that they have. Involved, yeah. uh, I'm going to stick Shanahan. with... Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to stick with what I've been saying for a while, uh, Fortune Teller, Josh, and that's this. Deshaun Watson is going to stay with the Texans if he likes it or not. The problem is he already signed the big deal and the, the Texans they're, they're in a, just a dumpster fire of a place right now. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson is going to have to choose between making his $30 million or getting fined $50,000 a day and not getting paid. And this is his, this is coming off of his rookie deal. So by no means was five or $10 million, not a lot of money, right. but all of a sudden somebody's going to be like, Hey, listen, they're not going to trade you. Your options are to show up and get paid 33, $35 million or not. And this isn't a Le'Veon Bell deal where he can sit for one year and go somewhere else next year. All, if I understand what I read earlier today, right. If he sits out the entire year, he still has a five-year deal with the Texans. So, mm -hmm. I don't think he's going anywhere. Josh, tell me I'm right. 
Uh, I have really flipped and flopped on this one because yeah, man, the, every time I think that maybe he'll stick around, the Texans do something Houston-like and just fire somebody that's good friends with him or someone resigns. And so I really, this is the hardest one, and for good reason. I think because, this is hard. You know, like twenty-six teams would love to have this guy, maybe more. But I, I flip-flop between Houston and the Jets, and I know my fandom really wants. In, the, in, the, in New York, but I don't, I'm, I'm going to go out on my crystal ball here and say he does not end up in New York, but he saw, but he ends up going to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, wow. Oh. Panthers. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, that's definitely some crystal ball stuff. Uh, wow. Carson wins. Carson wins, Chris. Oh, this is, this is an interesting one. Uh, and, and apparently uh, somebody today had leaked information about the Colts' offer to uh, the Eagles. Uh, was it Rappaport that leaked it or something like that? Or he reported it that someone else leaked it anyway. And it wasn't that it wasn't that great. I mean, it was not a first-round pick. It was a couple second rounds and a third-round pick. Um, but I think Wentz, he, I don't think he stays there. I do think Oh, man. You had to have known he was going to be on the list. No, I did. And, and I know the other person that's going to uh, – other people that are going to come up. I'm going to say he ends up with the Colts. Um, and I know the Eagles are just holding out to get better offers. But right now, uh, I think Colts will stand pat with that supposed offer that's out there, and they won't give up the first round or any player. But I think the relationship with Wright is too, is too much to – too much to overcome. I mean, it's, it's, I think that's a match made for us. Uh, the Eagles are idiots. One, mm -hmm. uh, two, they're talking like they want to get a Stafford deal. Yeah. And the rumor today was uh, the Colts were like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz is Jared Goff in the Stafford deal. Right. Correct. So yeah. I think yeah. I, yeah. you want two first rounds from us. We want Carson Wentz and a first round pick from you just to take him off your hands. Someone uh, said them and throw Wentz and throw Ertz in with that. I believe, if Zach, they want Ertz, the number I believe one. Zach Ertz might be a free agent. Okay. Uh, I, I think he is. Okay. But I've, I've seen a lot of rumors of Hunter Henry coming to the Colts. Uh, I've seen that as well, too. The Carson Wentz to the Colts has, has been on everybody for a while. Mm -hmm. Chris Ballard has proven that he's not going to panic and do anything crazy. Mm -hmm. Not that I agree with everything he's done. But someone who will panic and do something crazy is pace for the Bears. And Carson Wentz is going to go to the Bears, and they're going to boo him, and they're going to long for the days of my man, Mitchell Trubisky. Josh, tell me Carson Wentz's future. You're right, Scott. Yes. <laughs> you're, right, you're right on several levels there because you're right. Ballard, Ballard has a value of everybody in his mind, and he's going to stick to it. Now, it may not – you might, like you said, you might not agree with it, but he's not going to overshoot it. Mm -hmm. And if this report of two seconds and a third or two seconds and a fourth or whatever it is, if, if that's the Colts offer and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And Ballard's going to stick to that. The bears will jump. will will trump all over that. And, and they will, and they'll send Wentz packing to Chicago where he will freeze his little tushy off, but he, <laughs> he went to North Dakota state or ever, didn't he? They play in a dome. Oh, North Dakota state does. Yeah. Uh, well, 
He's used but to walking Chicago's- outside of the dome. He's used to walking outside. <laughs> Philadelphia is not a warm weather place. No, no, it's not. Uh, but it's not. But it's not lakefront. But yo, not- you're right, Scott. It, it, it is Chicago. Uh, awesome. All right, I'm I'm doing good. Uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris. Yes. Uh, Sam Darnold. Chris. Uh, I think Darnold stays with the Jets, and I think the Jets will trade that pick that they have to get more assets. Uh, agree to disagree, but not on this one. I agree to agree. Uh, the Jets keep Sam Darnold. I think they're going to trade. I think they're going to trade with Carolina out of that number two pick, and they're going to ride with Darnold. Uh, kind of uh, uh, with like a, a, sh- a show me year with a new staff and uh, bring in some free agent wide receivers, shore up the offensive line. I too have Darnold staying with the Jets. Chris, what is or Chris, Josh, what does Sam Darnold's future look like in the crystal bowl? Man, I wish you guys were right because I would <laughs> love for that to be, to come true. I, if I can't have Watson, I would like to see Darnold stick around and see what they can do that offense. But alas, you guys are both wrong. Ooh. He's going to pack his bags and head home. He's going to the Niners. Oh. Ooh. And do you, ha- do you have Jimmy G's name on your list there? I do. Good. You want, you want, you want me to give you the, the quick where he's headed, or do you guys want to go first? Well, I was going to say 49ers <laughs> for Jimmy G. Oh. I think he's going to stay there, Chris. Well, I already, I already made the trade, remember? Oh, you've got Jimmy G going I... to Texas. Josh, oh. where's Jimmy G going? <laughs> he, too. Will be going home and reuniting with Bill Belichick. In all right, England. all right, all right. I like this. Uh, so uh, I know this is a, a fortune. So Josh, in, in your in your crystal ball, are the Jets drafting a quarterback? Uh, Zach Wilson. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's let's see if we can't wrap these last few guys up here for a second. That answers my question for the Jets. Uh, look into the crystal ball, Chris. This one might go fast. Derek Carr for the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, man. It seems that they're quick to get rid of him uh, because they do like uh, Mariota out there, who is their backup. And there was some hot rumors that the Colts could come in and sweep up Derek Carr. Um, I think he stays. I do, too. And I think he stays – not because they want him to, but because they can't get Deshaun they Watson. Yeah. And so they look around, they look around like, eh, all right, we'll keep Derek Carr for another year. But the Raiders are in a tough spot. They gave John Gruden all that money. Mm-hmm. He's in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. And now he's in the same division as uh, Justin Herbert, who mm-hmm. looks every part of a franchise quarterback. Great. Derek Carr has played well, but John Gruden hates him. <laughs> and, and, and many teams called the Raiders last year and asked for for Carr and they said he was off the table but Gruden doesn't like a quarterback unless it's his quarterback mm-hmm. and he when he came to the Raiders Carr was already there so he's going to get rid of Carr yeah. Carr will end up with a horseshoe on top of his head I knew you were going to yeah, say that. Gonna he say, will yeah. end up in Indianapolis where the Colts will win the AFC South wow. and they will make it to the AFC championship game. All right. All right. I like the crystal hey, ball right there. But, but fall to Baltimore or fall to Buffalo. Sorry. That's fine. You'd already mm-hmm. said the way to be a rematch of this year's playoff. Okay. Uh, a couple more here for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris, Cam Newton. 
Then Cam Newton goes and reunites with his old coach at the Washington football team. Dang it. That's nice. I was going to say the same thing. Now, I don't even think they're going to – I don't think Cam Newton's going to get uh, a guaranteed starting spot. He's going to have to sign another one-year show-me deal, maybe a two-year maybe a two-year bridge type of deal. But I also had Cam uh, going to the Washington football team. Josh, what does Cam Newton's fortune look like in the crystal ball? I was 100% convinced he was going to Washington. But I, I don't think he's anywhere in week one of next year. I think he's going to be one of those guys that kind of has to wait for an injury. I guess he could be somewhere week one, but I think it's going to have to be a, an injury or something in training camp if we have it or something like that. The problem is the the Redskins. Sorry, the Washington Football Team. Thank you. Just, <laughs> just resigned uh, Hinky to a two year deal. Not a lot of money, but I also saw a video of Kyle Allen's broken ankle, and he's rehabbing that pretty well, and he played well on the stretch. So, it, I mean, you have to figure none of those three guys, including Cam, is really the answer. Alex no. Smith is probably Alex Smith is probably out the door. So they're going to need someone else. I really don't see them holding on to four quarterbacks really to start the year unless something unless something happens to one of the other guys is maybe rehab so i'm gonna have to say unless barring an injury he's nowhere interesting uh i got two more on my list chris you ready for him we'll yeah. see what the crystal ball has to say i this one might go quick Jameis winston chris uh he's gonna stay in new orleans uh i don't know if he's gonna be the starter in new orleans but i think he stays in new orleans I think he's going to be the starter from day one in New Orleans. Uh, Sean Payton had mentioned last year when somebody asked about why they're starting Taysom Hill, and he was all like, I need to win a couple of games. And sometimes sometimes that flash-in-the-pan gadget quarterback mm -hmm. that you've never seen before uh, can win you a couple of games. And I think uh, the, the plan all along was kind of a wink and a handshake that if you fit in and do well, our plan is to have you be Drew Brees' replacement. And uh, – I think Winston stays in New Orleans and is the starter week one. Josh, what's his future look like? You were exactly right about Taysom Hill. They needed to win a couple of games, and that's why Taysom Hill next year will start two games for the New England or for the New Orleans Saints. But Jameis Winston will start the other fourteen. Thirty thirty guy. <laughs> we'll see if that uh, LASIK pay, paid off at all. Uh, guys, I got one more guy on my list. And uh, I've kind of been teasing around a little bit uh, with him. Mitchell Trubisky, the, the guy who was drafted ahead of Deshaun Watson and ahead of Patrick Mahomes, the Bears traded up one spot to get him for some unknown reason. Uh, Chris, what does Mitchell Trubisky's future look like for next year? You know, as much as the Bears fans hate him and want to see him gone, I, I think he's, he's there. And they traded up to get him. He's going to be there. Um, he stays. And it'll be a, a, a small contract. It won't have to be this outrageous contract at all. Uh, people close to Mitchell Trubisky said that he has no desire to even talk to the Bears. And people close to Matt Nagy, is that his last name, yeah. how you say it? Yeah. Pretty much said Matt Nagy has no desire to talk to Mitchell Trubisky. Uh I've been flirting with the idea of Trubisky being the starting quarterback for the Colts. Uh, and I don't have, I don't have the Colts on any of my guys on this list. Uh, 
I think Trubisky signs with the Denver Broncos, not to be the starter, but to maybe they're going to sign him in the hopes that he comes in and does a Ryan Tannehill to Drew Locke. And when Drew Locke gets hurt, which he will, they're hoping Trubisky comes in and has a, a Tannehill type performance where they can resign him. Uh, Josh, what does the crystal ball say? You're, you're super close. You just need to go a little further West. He's not going to be the starter. Yeah. A little further West. Yeah. Had to get my, uh, my America's <laughs> line up there. A little further West. Head to, head to Las Vegas. I think if anyone can turn him around, it's going to be John Gruden, the quarterback whisper. Let him go in there with Mariota. Maybe, maybe uh, Las Vegas tools around with drafting the quarterback too and brings them all three of them in to see what will happen. I'm not saying he's going to start a game in Las Vegas, but uh, I think he'll end up signing with Las Vegas. And Mariota, if he's the starter in week one, he'll tear his hamstring by week four. Or he'll, and, you gotta, or, and you have to have insurance with the uh, flying Hawaiian. Or, or have, uh, yeah, her shoulder. So let it be on the record that out of our little crystal ball scenario, I still don't know what the heck the Colts are going to do. I didn't send any of these guys to the Colts. Uh, somebody's going to end up there. I, I have no idea who. But uh, uh, before, I, before I, I move along, Chris, out of all of the free agents, was there anybody else that was on the tip of your tongue that I left out? I think I got all the bigger names. Uh, I think that was all the free agents. Um, no, there – I think there was no, I think you got them all because Mariota was a bench backup player that is a free agent, and so is Winston. So, yeah, he's not a free agent. Mar Mar Mariota is not a free agent right now. He had a two year deal with Las Vegas. Oh, two year deal. Uh, so, so Josh, I know we had your crystal ball focusing in on this list of quarterbacks for us. Uh, you said a second ago, I want to go back your crystal ball. We'll talk the draft, and we're going to talk some of these other young younger quarterbacks uh, when we have time because it's the NFL offseason. But in your crystal ball right now, I know it's still, you know, two two months away, your crystal ball says Zach Wilson going second to the Jets? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I wanted to punt the crystal ball across the room. But, yes, it says Zach Wilson going second <laughs> to the Jets. Well, hey, guys, you heard it here first uh, with our fortune teller, Josh Martin. And I wrote, I wrote them all down. And now it's just a matter of waiting on one of you guys to text me the Adam Schefter tweets over the next couple of days. <laughs> so I can, I can, I can go through and just, and just check the list off boom, here. Boom. Uh, so again, guys, guys, boom, an hour goes by fast. Don't forget Guys. tomorrow, top eight Wittick. We'll have them posted. Uh, thanks for tuning in as always, Chris, Josh, I'll talk to you guys later here on agree to disagree.